Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, queen, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and I am obsessed with women standing up, showing up, and creating their confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Happy 2023, my love. Oh my goodness, we are here. A brand new year. It means everything when you start your year with intention and you create what it is that you desire. This is how you manifest, okay? And I've got something for you that goes with this amazing episode. Our Goals and Intentions Workbook 2023 Edition. It is the jam. You need to go and download it. If you click the link in the show notes, you will be able to get this free workbook. This is something Hamish and I do every year for our incredible audience, for our incredible clients. And this will help you not only wrap up and reflect on 2022, but it will set 2023 on fire, ablaze with intention. One of the biggest things that we don't do is we do not plan our next year. We don't intentionally say what we want and what we want to go for. Therefore, we're walking around aimlessly, not knowing what we want to hit, scared to really claim what it is that we want in a new year. And there is really no better time than to sit there and do this. This is my personal process. Every year I share it with my gorgeous audience and I want you to take advantage of this. I promise you, if you sit down, print this book out, or just have it next to you with a journal while you are listening to this episode and you answer those questions with intent. Ooh, watch out. Your year is going to be incredible. So head to the link in the show notes or go to thequeenofconfidence.com. It is under the free resources. Head to my Instagram. It is everywhere. Make sure that whatever you do, you download it and read along with this episode. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to 2023. (laughs) Okay, so literally, we, I don't know if it's the new year or what is happening, but I'm over here crying before we started recording. I am joined by my incredible husband, Mr. Kramer. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. We haven't, uh, you got to talk into the microphone. I said, it's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. We haven't had Hamish on the podcast for a very long time. And what a better way to start a new year than to have my beloved by my side. This is a ritual. So happy new year. This is a ritual. Every year that we do, we love to record and share with you our end of year process and beginning of year process as to just how we've built what we've built, how we've created what we've created, how we've hit our goals how we have an amazing marriage where we laugh a lot, clearly. We are silly and we have lots of fun and been able to build what we've built. So welcome back to the podcast. So great to be here, Erica. Thank you. You're welcome. You can send me my check later. And (laughs) working for free for 10 years. (laughs) Okay, so 
Hamish Kramer, recap 2022. I almost like never want to talk about that year again because it was so full on and crazy. But at the same time, as we were saying before we hit record, it was a fucking great year. Yes. Yes. It was a great year. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yes. Yes. But look, I think you want, I know maybe it may be hard to admit, but we do want the challenges. I yes. Mean, I know us for sure. I can't speak for everybody, but us. when there's nothing going on, we get bored. We get bored. Yeah. And we then find stuff to get going on, which I think is what the year encompassed. It encompassed maybe a period of where we couldn't do much, mm. i.e. pandemic and lockdowns. And maybe this year was a lot of that. We can't do much. Now we're going to do everything. Yes. And we ticked off some big ones in this year, which maybe we wouldn't have been so full on about had we not had such a hiatus, so to speak. Yeah, such a hiatus of lockdown. I think that one of the things that we want to share with you on this episode is really about sharing our process. And so a lot of people ask us all the time, you're like, how do you guys get so much done? How do you work together, live together, have kids together, run a business together? He loves me. He's stuck with me forever. I'm trapped. If anyone's help, listening, help me. Help me. <laughs> Stop it, okay? Because they'll think you're serious. Anyway, poor Hamish, he's stuck with an amazingly awesome hyper-ass wife. So we don't do it all. There's a lot of shit that doesn't get done, and there's a lot of streamlining. And I think for us, the biggest thing is intention. So when you end a year and when you begin a new year or a new chapter, like it doesn't have to be a new year, we talk about rebirth in our retreats a lot. We talk about rebirth a lot and how we have an opportunity to restart fresh whenever we decide. And so I think that one of the things that we like to do is really review the year that was, right? Like yep. have a look at it because I think we can be like 2022 sucked. That year was hard. I hated last year. It's like a whole 365. That's yeah. a lot, right? And big paint strokes, right? Yes. It all sucks. Yeah. We generalize. It was all good or yes. all this. That's just very, very blanket. Yeah. So we like to break it down and we like to look at how was the year? What was our word of the year? We choose the word and we're going to invite you to do the same. And hopefully as you're listening to this, you got your little workbook printed out or in front of you with your journal so that we can run through some of these things. It's a super powerful way for you to create what you want this year. 2023 is going to be incredible if you make it so. If not, it'll just be like December 33rd, December 34th. Who gives a fuck? It's another day, another year. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to run through our review briefly. And as we're doing that, I want you to start thinking about recapping the year that was for you. So how was 2022 for you when you look about at the year that was and you go to check out the things that you went through to move through your goals, your intentions? Did you have a word of the year? Hamish, what was your word of the year? Do you remember 2022? Vision. Whoa. I almost forgot. I had to think about that because... Such a long time Sorry. ago in 2022. WandaVision. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, it was vision. It was vision. Yes, it was vision for me. And you've never had a word like that. What did it mean for you? Well, word? I felt for me a year ago that I was not. Well, I think for, for most part, I'm a very rational, logical thinker. And so with that kind of mindset, you tend to really be very maybe pessimistic about what's possible for you. So the word I chose was vision because vision lent towards being more optimistic, a bit more creative and trying to see things from a different perspective for myself personally. Yeah. And I do feel like sometimes men, and this is a generalization, 
tend to be the way that I am, as in very rational and very logical, very step-by-step, very structured, and sometimes don't allow enough room for creative thinking or being visionary or thinking outside the box per se. And I know that was something with me. And it's not to say that I'm not creative or I haven't envisioned in the past, but as a as a default focus, it's not my norm. Yeah. So that was the reason why I chose that word. Such a good word. And yeah, it really, it did really help me look at things because what I did was with that word, I kind of looked at where I was right now and for the word vision. And I was like, cool, if I was to envision my life in the next, say, five to 10 years, would I still be doing or loving what I'm doing now? And I think mm. that the risk of being logical or rational or whatever it is, is that you can sometimes get caught in the same rut or just doing the same thing over and over again or year mm, after year just to do it. without kind of really thinking too long. You know, I think as Tony Robbins, like people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in five or 10 years. He, yeah. he says something along those lines. And so, you know, I can be very good at that yearly yeah, yeah. focus, what I want to achieve this year. But I, like I short vision. Yeah, short bursts, yeah. short things. And I think what that leads to is thinking small and not thinking too far enough into the future. So that's why I chose vision. And it did help me look at things. And like I said, I was looking at things that I was currently doing. And I was like, will I do this in five years time? And for some things, it was, an, it was a no. Some things, it was a yes. And some things were a hell yes. Mm. And so it, that was interesting to me because I was like, if I don't see myself doing this in five years time, the question was then, well, when I'm gonna, am I going to stop doing it? Mm. And then I was like, well, if I don't see myself doing it now or in five years time, and when am I going to stop? Why don't I just stop now? Because what's the difference of a year or two years? Unless yeah. there's things that need to be wanted up. I guess the thing is some of these things couldn't be exited straight away. But now I had made a decision that, hey, this is not going to be something I'm going to continue on with with the rest of my life. And so it needs to be wrapped up. What was that something? Oh, you want me to say it, don't you? <laughs> What was that something, Hamish? So, obviously, for those that know me, I was a personal trainer for 15 years. God damn, that's a long time. A long time. Ooh. And so that makes me around 25 years of age Shut right up. now. Please. <laughs> Started when I was 10. Started um, nowhere. So, you know, I worked at the gym, a commercial gym, and then I opened up my own studio. Studio. And then, you know, I, I kind of I fell out of love with it. Look, I still love fitness, but, you know, I got to a stage where I had, you know, a few trainers working for me and the gym pretty much ran itself. And mm. look, the, running the gym and having a gym and having that business was great because I made all the mistakes I could have possibly made, like almost went bankrupt, mm-hmm. you know, like that we got us in a big debt. I did so many <laughs> things the wrong way. So, you know, that, that business was definitely my training ground. Yeah. You know, uh, had business partners, had hired the wrong people, you know, you name it. I kind of, I kind of did you it. Do. All the things you do. And I think then, you know, once we got involved in, in the coaching world and once your business really took off, I did feel a, a love for it. And there is a similarity between personal training and coaching. It's kind of the, you know, aspects of the same thing. So I love the coaching aspect. I love working with people. I just felt like the fitness side of it especially after the pandemic, really, Mm. um, I lost my joy and love for it. But it was a business that kept going. Like I said, it was running on its own. 
And so I felt at the time like it really wasn't taking much from me. I was able to be in Erica's business fully, or I thought fully, mm. and do what I loved and, and wasn't keen on letting, letting it go. Plus, I felt uh, obliged yeah. or responsible for the people that worked mm. there, you know, and the clients. So yeah. there was people that I was paying and employing, and so I felt uh, a responsibility to keep it going. But and you had it for so long. It did it become like, if you're listening to this, it's something that like you feel like you have to do it because you've always done it. You don't kind of see a way out. And you also didn't want to give up on it. Yeah. I was like, let me keep trying. Let me keep trying. And I was being a patient wife. I wasn't patient any of the years except for this year. And I think, last year. And I think keeping on going is the curse of the entrepreneur, right? Because yeah, that's... sometimes you don't know when to give up. Sometimes it's the hardest part because giving yeah. up feels like, oh, well. And, you know, that's kind of, it's that martyrdom sort of in society. It was like, entrepreneurs, don't give up. And, you know, that, that famous saying yeah, yeah, yeah. of that guy, like, he's chipping away at the rocks and then... One guy gives up and the other guy keeps going and he's the diamonds. He's like one yeah, yeah. Like, chip away, right? Don't give up. So don't give up. But there is another side of that and it's a good entrepreneur, I think, knows when to give up. Yeah. I think I went way too long and don't worry, I can kickstart this and kickstart this and kickstart this and kick. I'll go and I'll keep going, I'll keep going. And I think it wasn't until I had that vision as my word and looked at the future of it, I realized that I had changed too much and my goals and passions for myself had shifted and that mm. it wasn't in alignment anymore. And making the choice to give up, yeah. so to speak, or let it go was the tough one. Also, and you were a patient wife. So. I was patient. I'm still and very anymore. patient. <laughs> but also, if you're listening to this and you don't have a business, maybe for you it's a relationship. Maybe for you it's a job that you keep like, no, I've been here for 10 years. I've been in this marriage for this long. And you know something about it doesn't feel good. And that was for us. Like We always knew it wasn't working. It wasn't working. And when Hamish picked the word vision... In 2022, I was like, what? Vision? That is a crazy word. I was like, he's never had a word like that. Like, that's, let's do this. Like, I knew, because I'm always about vision and big shit and scary stuff. So I was kind of excited because I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good year. And it was mm -hmm. because you accepted and we collaborated as we do in our relationship on some of the things that we wanted. So if you didn't have a word of the year, I want you to take this opportunity right now. And it's in the workbook as well that hopefully you downloaded. If you didn't have a word and you look back at the year that was 2022, what word would you have chosen? Like, what did that year encompass for you? If you didn't intentionally choose a word, what would you have chosen and why? And not what did you want 2022 to be? Like, what was it? Like, we did this exercise with our clients and our group in our 2022 wrap up. And a lot of them had words like exhaustion or healing. Like, it was all about healing or challenges and growth. Like, what was 2022 for you? For me, I chose space. And literally, we bought a new house, a bigger house. We got the office and the new warehouse, our own space. I went to a retreat. I did a podcast about it, what I learned from five days off the grid alone. I went away to Guingana, that retreat for five days by myself, mm -hmm. got space, got the new iPhone with some space. Like I got a new computer. Mm -hmm. So we, we did. We like we really stepped into space collectively as a couple yeah. and me as well. And then Hamish's word of vision allowed us to dream big and do these things. So when we ask you in your free workbook, 2023 goals and intentions setting, what is your word for 2023? Don't mess around because words matter. Like you call this year something, you're going to intentionally set yourself up to step into it and create it. Um, speaking of goals, what is something that you had a goal to achieve in 2022 that got done? What was one thing? We had so many because we do this every year, by the way, this process. But what was one of your goals that you know you nailed? Personally or as, <clears> as, a, as a couple? You, you. Like when you did this last year when we did our recap, what was a goal that you put for 2022 that 
got done? Personally, your couple doesn't matter. We bought a house. We bought a house. Bought a house. That was one of the goals. We did a 10-year plan as well. That was amazing. Yeah. So we bought a house. What was the other goal? I had a goal. One of my goals that I didn't have that we didn't do was teach the kids Spanish mm. and get an au pair. Habla español. Habla español. Ahora él entiende un poquito, pero, you know, anyway. Un poquito, un poquito. So we didn't, we didn't hit that goal. Cool. Amazing. Now, when we look at 2023... And we've planned the year already. We're done. Like we did this shit in 2022. At the end of the, in December, 2022, Hamish and I had a five day retreat, four day retreat. And we just planned everything. We recapped everything. We changed our programs. We looked at our business. We looked at our family, the kids, everything. It was so good. And a lot of the stuff that we did was from this workbook and we're sharing with you in this episode. So please, if you haven't done it, go and get it. It's in the show notes. Click that link. Okay. The next one we talk about is what worked. What worked really well? What did you most enjoy about 2022? Now, as Hamish was saying earlier with me, like, if you don't ask yourself these questions, you kind of blanket the year. Mm. Oh, the year, it sucked. It was horrible. So I'm going to ask you, what worked? What did you enjoy the most from 2022? And what good can you extract from 2022? Look, I think for me, I, I don't know what, whether I'm saying the the good or not or what part I like the most, but can you hear that? You beard can scratching? hear your beard scratching. Oh, wow, that's great. Please that's don't. Great microphone. Don't do the beard scratching. <laughs> oh, what was the best of 2022? Okay, um, I think for me, right, finally being able to let go of the gym yeah. was a greater weight off my shoulders than I thought it would be. And I felt a lot of freedom in that. And then when there was freedom, I felt there was some sort of momentum because now that I guess it was like something that was sitting in my head. I wasn't sure of whether I wanted to keep or not. Mm. But once I'd made that decision and then we were putting steps in place to then, you know, sell that business and move out and find a new place, that felt really enjoyable mm. to yeah. be in that now flow yeah. of, you know, doing that stuff. And we were in the same time, we were like reconstructing our lives because we're like, okay, well, if we're not going to be in this area anymore, then, you know, we could live here and then, you know, we can buy a house here. So kind of like, it tied everything in, you know. I really enjoyed that feeling of of letting go of things now once the decision was made and looking at places and, mm. you know, like working out, well, this would be a great place to live because it's close to this, this, and this, and the kids are going to go to school here, so this makes sense. Like that feels good mm-hmm. sometimes, you mm. know, when, you, when you're stuck with something and you've parked it, you don't realize how much it, it holds you back. Yeah. So I didn't really enjoy being free to then now question everything. Mm. And, and recreate everything from a space of like, cool, if we're going to move, then where are we going to move to? And where do we want to live? And that was really nice. And like, you know, leaving the gym also allowed me to then stop being a, a gym owner and come back to being a gym student. So, you know, joining my own gym or CrossFit mm. place and being trained and in finding that enjoyment in fitness again and bringing the focus more back on myself and what I wanted to do as opposed to having this, the businesses as the most important. Yeah, yeah. And then trying to fit my stuff in. Like when we were saying, could, never had time to work out. Oh, never had time to create for ourselves. You know, so much traveling. <clears throat> so, you know, it fixed a lot of, of things that we were doing that probably weren't as efficient for us. So I enjoyed that cleanup. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a house clean. And I, you know, that I like house cleaning. I know you like house cleaning. And you don't. I don't like house cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, for the record. Yeah, por favor. Okay, so what worked? What worked? What did I love the most about 2022? What did I love the most about 2022? I think it was a fast paced year and I love fast. I love moving. I love like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I think like every year, even though we were coming out of the pandemic, I was excited that we were out of the pandemic. I was excited that like, it felt like 
we're out of lockdown and we can do shit and we're going to, you know, be able to do everything we want. Like, that's how it felt for me this 2022. Mm. And I was excited about that. I was excited to create and to do stuff. And I think all the awards that we won and there was a lot of great stuff that happened, like big highs. It's like big highs and big lows in 2022. Like normal years, it's great. Things are happening. But this year, I feel like things that we had no idea that would happen happened. And things that we thought would never happen happened on both ends. Mm. And that brings me to my next one. When we're talking about 2022 recap, what didn't work? Like what felt hard? What was hard about last year for you? What was hard? One thing, gonna, one thing. I'm going to ask you and go loud. I'm going to ask you the question. What yes. was hard for you in 2022? <laughs> Over to you. My mom getting sick was hard. My mom uh, still, that's still an ongoing thing. That was hard. And I don't think I had the bandwidth for it. I think that I didn't have any reserve because I was so tired. And hopefully you've listened to my wrapping up 2022 podcast, which I did last week. Hopefully you've listened to that. And I shared a quote from this psychologist, Naomi, and she really explained the year for us in that quote. And that's how I felt. I felt already exhausted moving into 2022. I felt malnutritioned. I didn't feel ready to deal with all the things. And then we had big highs. And then when that should happen with my mom. Mm. That was really that was my hardest thing of the year. And it's still hard being the only child. And I hold so much as you know, I do so many things with so many people and have high energy that fucking sucked really badly. And if it wasn't for working out, that was a good one for me exercising three days a week. Like I got that shit on repeat. And I think this year I might add a day because I'm loving it so much. And that's really helped my mental health. But that was that was hard. Mm. And I think the kids being sick. Yeah. The kids got sick a lot this year. You got sick a lot. Well, that was going to be my hard thing this year. I just found I was just constantly getting sick. Yeah. And it's still, again, it's an ongoing issue. Like, I don't mm. know what the cause of that was. I don't know if it was like coming out of lockdown and, and being that in that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether, yeah, I, I'm not sure. You were sick a lot. But I was sick a lot. And I'm a person that is usually never sick mm. i'm usually never sick i'm usually always the healthy one the resilient one but i really felt like the second part of the year i just felt like, like june july every month i would be knocked off with something yeah be down so yeah that was very frustrating as well because you you know i was like well what's going on and you know i'm usually the one that has a bunch of supplements and i'll eat well and sleep well and i do all the things to make sure that i'm good so i felt very frustrated that there was something not working, yeah. you know, and you were more resilient and you had more going on. And I'm like, man, what's what's wrong with me? So, yeah, that's something um, I had to really sit with as well and, and try to listen to what my body was needing and trying to understand that. Usually, which I, again, like I'm very good at, but I just feel like I couldn't get the formula right. So, mm. yeah, that was very, that was tough. I think it was weird because we talked a lot about like being out of the pandemic and people's immune systems and we weren't with humans and we weren't out and about. And so the kids, as soon as they went back to school, they just like germ houses, mm. which is fine. It's good for kids to have germs, right? But they came back and they were all sick all the time. Then they spread the germs to us. So we were sick. And I think it just slowed things down. And again, it wasn't, 
it already had felt like we were so slow the year before and the year before that. So that was hard. So hopefully when you're looking at this, you're recapping, you know, what your word was, what your goals were. Did you achieve these goals? Did you not? Fine. Like, don't be hard on yourself, I think, because it was a big year and everything I wanted to do didn't happen. So I didn't achieve all my goals for 2022. I have all these plans. And I think what we've learned throughout the years is that we are not rigid with our goals and intentions. And we want you as well in this exercise, when you think about an intention, it's so much nicer than an expectation, right? Like this needs to happen. This better happen. If this doesn't happen this year, shit. It's like, no, some of these things might not happen, but you're having an intention. What I would love is this. And I'm willing to be flexy about how it works out. Because if you're flexible about it, you might get this miracle in a way that you never thought you would. And some of the good shit that happened to us this year, there's no way that I would have thought that would have happened. Mm. Crazy. Creaking chair. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about intentions for 2023. So now we're moving into the part of the workbook that is starting to map out the year that is. So hopefully our recommendation is always, what would you say? Three hours, four hours? How long would you say to give? Yeah, at least. I yeah. mean, uh, we, we never gave ourselves time frame. We just, we said... Well, we did it for four hours. Oh, wow. I think we did. Remember we, McDonald's? I just thought we gave us... That's because we had kids. We had yeah. to... But we, I think we just gave ourselves enough time to really flesh everything out and leave there feeling complete. Yeah. And I think if you've got that, then take as much time as you need. Hopefully, you get that done in four hours or so. But you want to walk away feeling with that exercise complete because it's very hard to come back later and, yeah. and finish it. You know, so you kind of want to do it in one sitting, which is what we usually do. Yeah. Because you get that flow going or that momentum going. I mean, there's nothing wrong with coming back later and adding to it or, or adjusting it down the track, but trying to get it all out in one go is is a good thing, I think, because yeah. we do a good you know job of it. It just keeps you in it as well. You get yeah. really, you feel really focused. So what would you love for 2023? What do you want from this year? What are your deep desires for this year? How do you want to feel? One of the questions we asked ourselves it's like, how do you want to feel in 2023? And Hamish said, I want, yo quiero lo que me, what is it? Yo quiero hacer lo que me da la gana. That's, that's what I said. I yeah. literally said it exactly YLM, like that. YLM, GB, whatever. <laughs> it's bad money, okay? Yo hago lo que me da la gana, which means I want to do what I want to do. I want to do what I want to do, man. I want to do what I want to do, man. So Hamish's 2023 word of the year is, yo hago lo que me da la gana. If you don't know about that, go check out Bad Bunny. He's amazing. Everybody's got to say that five times really yeah. fast. <laughs> you say it. No, listen. He he wants to do what he wants to do. And I love that. Like, yeah. now we're kind of like, we don't want to do shit we don't want to do. We don't want to hang out with people we don't want to hang out with. We don't want to be places we don't want to be. Like, And what did you say? You're like, I want to make a lot of money and I want to work really hard and then rest really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you're breaking this down, like, how do you want to feel? What do you want to experience? What do you want this year to feel for you? And for me, I said to him, this is my year of like visibility. I want to go do like tours around America, tours around Australia. My husband's like, you're a psycho. And he's right. He's right. However, I'm also one of those people that's like, I'm going to be 40 this year, y'all. What? What? The big four zero. And it doesn't matter. I don't care because I still feel 25. But like, I've never been to Europe. Mm -hmm. I want to do big shit. And nobody's coming to help me. Oprah's not going to knock on my fucking door. Gary Vaynerchuk doesn't know who I am yet. Nobody's going to be like, oh my God, Erica, you're so amazing. We want you to write a book with us and be on our podcast because you're so cool. 
Nobody's going to do that. And if you do, great. Come and email support at thequeenofconfidence.com. Going to sponsor my ass? Great. But let's pretend that I have to get my vision out there. Let's pretend that I have to get my impact out there. Let's pretend that it's me and that's it. How would you act if you were the one that was going to make your dreams come true? If you were going to save yourself, you wouldn't be sitting back fucking waiting for anybody to do shit for you. So this year I put a little firecracker in my ass and I have to be careful because I will go ham. (laughs) You get it? Mm -hmm. No, I will not go ham. It should be called Erica because ham is more chilled. I will go crazy. And my husband, thankfully, I love you. He's protecting me. And he'll be like, honey, calmate. Slow down. Because <laughs> he's like, chill, you can't be doing all that. So we have this beautiful experience that we created for 2023, where we kind of met halfway. We left some gaps, didn't we? We left some open space. We went hard in other areas. We slowed that down. We've booked in time to rest and chill. And we're working around our schedules. We manifested all the things. We're mapping everything out. Mm. And so... Think about this. When you think about this year, what are you trying to intend for 2023? What do you want to feel like? I think if you start with the feeling, that helped a lot. Like, I want to feel, what do you want to feel? Mm. And then your behavior will follow that feeling and your actions. It's kind of like a design stuff for our house. Yes. Isn't it? Talk about that. That's fun. Yeah. So we're trying to find a design, like the design parts of our house, like, you know, with color tiles and carpets and wall shit. paint and what have you. It's a full-on thing. And a friend of ours... Well, we watched a YouTube clip, right? <laughs> She's our friend. She's our friend now because we watch her on YouTube. But she what was like... It? Posh pennies. We love you, posh pennies. Yeah, I know. She said, start with how you want the room or the house to feel. Yes. And, you know, that's an interesting thing. Like, it's like, oh, so when you look at a particular color or texture or a room that you walk into, how do you want this to make you feel? Come up with some key words. And it's not a even a bad idea to idea. use for your you, we we're asking you for one word and maybe there may be one dominant word but there could be other words that link to that which just creates the feeling or the key words and the feeling on how you want that year to to mm, be yeah and the good thing is because there's like two people here trying to work out you know we both have different design wants and different design likes and dislikes so trying to come together as a couple to know what we both want to feel like Mm. and what those keywords are because my words may again be different even though it's the same word it may have different meaning for you Mm. and having that conversation so that we can be on the same page when it comes to designing the look of a house for example really isn't too different from how Mm. you want your year to look like and again we're going to get into the construction of things and i'm sure we'll have to make compromises and things Mm -hmm. won't go as um, we're bound to go over budget with my wife right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're bound to go over oh, budget I think there's, a, there's a 30 percent extra erica budget so there's budget and then there's erica it's plus the 30 budget so and that's all part of the prep you know that's that's the bending and weaving of of a year is the same as the design so yeah i, I think there's a lot of similarities in yeah you're right. in, in that right you're designing your year and you're, you're designing your year or you're designing your space it's the same your bathroom with your black tub. Your bathroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so take that time. I mean, as long as it takes you. And we, we should have said this in the beginning, but we love doing this together. You might, if you have a partner, if you have a best friend, if you have a roommate, you know, someone that you love and that you trust, a business partner, these things are great to do with mm-hmm. someone. If you're by yourself, even better. It'll take you less time because you won't be fighting with someone about the word and what you want and what yeah. you don't want to do. So really think about 
how much time you can give this because I promise you, first of all, some of the shit that we did at Sisterhood Day in December 2022. And one of the things that Hamish, remember you were asking people to speak, to speak and say what you wanted. We did a bit of a recap. We did a bit of a planning of 2023. We always do it with our clients every year. And it was crazy because people allowed themselves to write like, what am I done with? What do I want more of? What do I want less of? How do I want my life to be? How do I want my relationship to be? How do I want my my lifestyle, my money, my career? We gave them opportunities to write this down. And if you're wanting to do that as well, how do you want it to be, right? And people wrote. And then when it came time to share, a lot of people didn't want to share. And you were saying like, you can think about it, you can write it, but speaking it, mm-hmm. getting it out of your mouth and being like, I'm going to be on Oprah's couch. I'm getting Gabor Mate on the podcast. I got Byron Katie on the podcast. Like, yo, this is happening. I'm fucking saying it until it happens because I believe it can. But we don't say what we want. And I think that's a really important part of asking for what you want. Mm. I mean, there's many esoteric traditions which will talk about the power of words or, you know, like the internal desires. And once it's spoken that's the blueprint that's been sent out to the universe or God or whatever you believe in. And, you know, even if you do it with yourself, you'll notice it in your body that when you write something down or you think about something that you want or desire, and then you say it out loud, it goes from being something inside of you, your internal world, to being in your external world, outside of you, right? And you'll hear your bullshit, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we, we wanted to see with that exercise. We wanted to see the disbelief, Because it comes out in your tone, it comes out in your body language, it comes out in the words that you choose to speak. Like there's so much of it, right? And we're so terrified. Because once it's out of there in the world, then it's out for judgment and ridicule and people saying, oh, you said you were going to do that, but you never did. Like it's out there, right? Out there in the world. It can be judged, it can be criticized. And so, so many of us, I think, are so terrified of that. We'd rather keep it to ourselves. But by doing that, we actually sell ourselves short because Mm. we don't even give ourselves an opportunity for... I don't know, let's say the universe to hear what we really want or or put a clear signal out there. And also I think it gives us accountability as a person that when we say something out loud and someone else has heard it, you know, saying that we're going to go for that job or say we're going to save this amount of money or whatever it is, the goals that we're setting for ourselves, it comes back on us, right? We're like, wow, I've said this, Hmm. now will I follow through? And, you know, we've been talking a lot about this lately in terms of confidence. You know, I mean, you're, you're a big stand for confidence. You're the queen of confidence, funny enough. But we were talking about what really builds confidence in a person. And we're looking back at our lives and, and your life and, and what we've done. And what we really saw was the things that really build confidence as a person really is following through on the things that you say you will do, right? I want to say that again, confidence is following through on the things that you say you will do. Boom. Right? Like that's where you find confidence in yourself because then it's not something external. Confidence not because you've bought a nice car or you're wearing nice clothes. And and Mm. while those things are great and they give us a short-term boost in confidence, which can help us, what's going to give you long-lasting confidence is really following through on what you said you were going to do. If you're going to go and train three times a week, train three times a week. Like that's what you're doing now, right? Yeah. And that's boosted your confidence. You're now becoming someone that trains regularly. And for you not to do that would feel awkward. And mm. and because you've done that now, and because you followed through on that promise to yourself, you trust yourself more. And you were saying that the translation of the word confidence in Spanish is 
Confianza. Yeah, trust. Confianza means confianza, confidenza. Confianza. That's what I said. And it translates to trust. So confidence is trust and a trust in oneself. And how do you make that trust? Follow through on the things you say you want to do. And these pieces of papers that we're giving to you, they're not just pieces of paper. They're a map and a guide for you to actually work out Mm. what are those promises to myself am I going to make? And then follow through on them. And like Erica said, at the end of the year, you don't, you, some of those things you don't make. That's okay. Let that shit go. Start a new plan and go for them again. Reaching those goals will build your self-confidence like nothing else. Mm. Well, damn, Mr. Kramer. Listen, I bring the goods. That's like Mr. King of Confidence. If I had my little horn. Start my own podcast. Yeah, you should have your own podcast. <laughs> Maybe you should start another podcast. Uh, that's a that's a it's talk for another day. It's coming. It's coming soon. There's nothing else to say on that point. Shit, like it's powerful. It's powerful to keep your word to yourself. It's self trust. When I talk about confidence, it's do I trust myself? I don't know how to do it, but I trust that I will work it out. I will figure it out. And if we can't keep, if we can't write this shit down, do you know how many people do not start the year? doing what you are doing. If you're listening to this podcast, high five, first of all. Second of all, if you printed the workbook or you are writing in the workbook and answering the questions that we've laid out here, high five. I promise you so many people have good intentions, air quotes, and they just won't do it. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they can't do it. It's that they won't make the time to answer these difficult questions and exciting questions. They won't make the time and they won't take it seriously. And not only if you don't know what you're going to do, first of all, if you don't know how it went last year, if you haven't recapped Sherlock Holmes, I say it in the podcast, become the Sherlock Holmes of your life. Not to judge yourself or be an asshole. How was that year? How was that relationship? How was that job? How was that friendship? Okay, let's look at that mistake. If it was a mistake, great. Let's look at it. How can we improve? How can we learn from that shit so we don't create it again? Because you will. Because you will create it again. So we're asking you, look at 2022. What shit? What was good? What was bad? What was great? Amazing. Now, what do we want this year? What's the difference? Where's the gap? What do we need to work on? If we don't see the gap, how do we change it and achieve it? It does not happen. So brings us to our next point. Pick a word. What is the word for 2023 for you? You already know Hamish's Yo hago lo que me da la gana. 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 His song is a reggaeton song, basically, or his word is a reggaeton song. My word is a mixture word, and I haven't really got it yet, so this is awkward. (laughs) Like, pick your word. My word is ask, but I feel like the word is tied to visibility. Hmm. So I really suck at asking people to help me. I really suck at calling in favors to friends that I've helped and they've helped me and all that jazz. I suck at being like, hey, y'all listening to the podcast, can you please review my podcast? Or write to all the amazing podcasts that you love and say you should have Erica Kramer as a guest, right? (laughs) I suck at that. So this year is about me asking. It's about me stepping into my ask. It's about me becoming more visible and getting my message and, and the shit that I'm here to share out there even more. And it's about me asking people and asking for help, which as a independent woman who's been through a lot, who had trust issues and independence issues, we're like, I don't need you. 
Like our five-year-old says to us when he was three years old, he was like, mommy, daddy, I don't need you. So I'm like Nava, right? And I do need you. I need people. I need to ask for help. I need to collaborate on my goals mm-hmm. and not act like I'm going to be the one to get there myself. Mm-hmm. So my word is visibility slash ask. It's a good one. We got to fix it. We got to fix the word, but, mm, but that's really what it's about. I think you'll re- reach visibility through your asking mm. because visibility is what you want and what you need to do is have a year of asking. Yep. You need to be an, an ask kisser. An ask, asking, asking masterclass. Okay, the year of ask for Erica Kramer. So if you know anybody, hit me up, okay? So friends, be on notice. <laughs> we'll be asking. I'll be asking you all the questions. Okay, so that's done. Boom. 2023. Now, here's what we have. We have goal setting. Now, very important when you think about your goals. Hamish is the logical one, as you can imagine, in our relationship. I always have these big visions and big goals and big dreams. And I never used to make them specific. I never used to think about how I would do them. I was just like, I'm going to do them. And we laugh or I laugh because in 2019, when I launched this business, really, it was 2019 when we started the sisterhood and we did our retreat and I did a, I went to Bali. Like I did a bunch of crazy shit in 2019 that Erica now is like, what the fuck were you? thinking. I'm glad it took you five years to work. (laughs) But here's what I'll say to defend myself. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Okay, Eddie Murphy. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Is that Eddie Murphy or is that Dave Chappelle? I think that's Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Sorry. Sorry, Dave. I didn't know I couldn't do that. So I didn't know that that was crazy. I was like so naive. And there's a piece of the naiveness that is great to have. Like when you think now I'm like, oh, I can't do a deal with Spotify. Oh, Dove's not going to email me back. Oh, I'll never get to talk to Oprah. Uh, like realistic. Like, let's not be realistic. Okay. Like with our goals, we want to be measurable. We want to be specific. want to do smart goals, which is in the workbook, but also want you to believe a little bit. Some of the magic is not going to be, you know, step by step. You're not going to know exactly how it's going to happen. So mm. I'm happy that 2019 me was so audacious and crazy because she did that shit. She burnt out as well, but she did do all those things. So I need a piece of that. However, how are we going to do the things that we want to do? Can you just touch on these are the four that we put in the book and then what being smart means? Well, I mean, first of all, smart is being, you know, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time bound. So it definitely sounds like something Hamish would tell Erica to do. I think what's missing from that is, and, and Erica said, it's that, is that realistic? That's the subjective word, right? And like I said, many times, I'm the logical one, I'm the rational one, but that rationality is based on previous experiences on my past, on what I think is possible and what's not possible. And Erica comes from a really beautiful place of <laughs> not being tied to any of that. And she can really dream and dream big. Hence, we were talking about vision at the start of the podcast and how I tend to struggle with that. But and when she's dreaming big and thinking big, you know, she can really start to go for these big audacious goals, right? And that's great. And we need that because you want to be doing the things in your life that kind of scare you a little bit. Mm. And sometimes smart goals can be a little bit safe. You know, they can be quite safe or they're so big and you put them through the smart model that even you don't believe that they can Mm. be true or not. So it's trying to find this nice balance between these two kind of words. But what we've found majority of the time or what I've seen, at least with a lot of our clients, they can have these big goals, but they'll fail to bring it down into something that is measurable and specific and timely, right? 
and they'll just lose the momentum for it. It becomes like a little pipe dream that they never actually go and yeah. follow through. And and I think the important thing is to realize like some of these goals that are smart may be longer than a year, right? They may yeah. not fit into 12 months, right? And like I said, I was very much that person that kind of lived my life maybe a year at a time or two years at a time and didn't give too much thought to the big five or 10-year plans, or I did, but I didn't kind of bring them down into bite-sized pieces and make that specific and measurable, you know, realizing that some of these goals may be multiple years in a row, right, mm. and may take longer than expected, and most times they do. And so understanding, instead of going, okay, I'm not going to hit that big goal right now, but what may be the smaller steps that I'll need to take on the way to that big dream or yeah. to that big goal. So I think it's important maybe you could even break up your goals in that respect, like looking at what is that big, if you could go vision and, you know, without any limitations, where would you love to be and not really give it a time frame, and then really working out what were the steps that you needed to take by looking backwards mm. and then what do you think would be measurable and realistic for you to do in a year? I got an idea. Oh, God. The confidence practice, the five C's, was the choice, the courage, the action, the small create steps. Yeah, perfect. I could do that. Okay, elaborate. Yes. Because you wrote the book. So, with your help, this man over here. Okay, so in also, this is another cheat sheet that's on the website, or you can get it. We'll link it in the show notes. It's the practice of confidence. It's the first podcast we've ever done, and it's the five C's. And in the five C's, this is how you create confidence. And so, how you create confidence, how hilarious you could use that to actually achieve the goals and set the goals that you want. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like the practice of confidence, yes, number yes, one yes. is choice. What's the big, scary motherfucker? What's the thing you know you need to do? For example, I need to quit my job. For example, I want to move overseas. That's big. That's huge, right? So you say that. You write it out. Number two is courage. You're scared as hell, basically. Number three is create. Now, in create, it's what's the small step, one small step that you need to do to move towards achieving that goal. So on the page where it says 2023 goals, when you start writing your goals out, if you say a family goal for us, a family goal, personal family goal for us is living overseas for six or eight weeks. Like I want to take my babies and live in Spain or in France or in, I don't know, Austria, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico not Puerto Rico. I love Puerto Rico, but I want to go to like Europe. I've never been to Europe. I want to go live in like Spain or Italy with my children for six weeks or eight weeks and live there. Like I want to know what that feels like. I want to know what that feels like. And so that's huge. That's a big family goal. Okay, if I look at the practice of confidence, that's a big choice. My choice is tell my husband, babe, this is important to me. I really want to do this. Hamish Kramer, mm -hmm. you hear me? You it's me? very important to me, okay? Wow. We've talked about it already last night. And we're talking about it again. I really want to do it, okay? So now I'm scared as hell. I'm not really. Maybe he's scared as hell. Number three is create. So create in the practice of confidence. What's the small step that we need to take in order to do this? Hamish's suggestion of a small step, which is boring, is go to Europe first and just check out the places before you say you're going to live somewhere for six or eight weeks. How logical is that, my friends? Way too logical for me. I think most people would agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> He's like, let's just go to a few places to see what you like first. But I'm like, if I'm already over there, you know why? Because I'm the kind of lady that when I go food shopping and I got the bags in my car, I don't want to do two trips. Anybody know what I'm that, talking about? That is you. That is me. So I'm like, my fucking wrist will be breaking from the plastic bags, but I'm like, ah, I'm taking that. I've got like the soda water in my, and I'm holding it and I will not go back to the car. So if I'm already there, 
we could just do it. But so anyway, maybe we can compromise and we can have <laughs> shorter number of countries, but longer stay than we would have. So basically, three Greece. countries in three weeks. Okay, we need to work this out clearly. Marriage counseling, anyway. But this is our family goal. So that's like create. What's the small step you can take to get that big ass goal? So in this worksheet on page four or five. When it says your goals, there's personal goals. So you as a person, an example of a personal goal for me is going to the gym three days a week. Like I have been going to the gym three days a week since July, 2022. That is insane because now I am a fit person. It changed my identity. My identity was, oh, I don't work out. Oh, I have a mummy tummy. Oh, I'm always late, which is still an identity I have. And I need to break that shit this year. I'm always late. I'm always late. And because I say I'm always late, I am. I have to be late. I got to prove myself right. So what's an identity shift for you? What's a personal goal that you have that you want to work on that you're going to fix up? The next one, couples and relationship goals. If you're single, easy. You want to find a relationship. You want to be happy with yourself. You want to have the relationship with yourself. Maybe you want to find love. Maybe you want to get into a relationship. If you're in a relationship, what do you guys want to work on? For us, we always, for me, always a goal is spend more time together. That doesn't have to do with work or kids or work. <laughs> or kids. Or kids or work or kids. We want to like basically go away by ourselves and have a holiday together and break. And that feels hard, right? Like we're in, oh, that's always a goal. Family goals, living overseas in Madrid for six weeks, going on holidays or vacation when it's school holidays. Like we don't, we didn't do that last year. Mm. Like 2022, we did not plan any vacations around the kids' vacations, mm. right? Maybe we do something like that. Or maybe we say, fuck the system. We take our kids out of school when we want, which is much more Erica, and we just create our own vacations. Yeah. The last one is career slash business goals and financial goals. So there's like two in that, actually. We should have another line. Mm. So your career, your biz, your purpose, and then financial goals. How much dinero, dinero, Yo quiero dinero. Do you want to make next year? This year? How much money do you want to be making? What do you want to be? Do you want to be saving money? Do you want to buy a house? What is a financial goal for you? And what is your goal around your career, your work and your business? We have so many and we've mapped it out now. We've got like <laughs> program goals and, yeah, yeah. you know, goals for our clients. Like it's huge events, all the things, but take a moment to really sit with this. And here's the invitation. Notice yourself writing it, rolling your eyes like, oh, it's never going to happen. Or, oh, I'm scared to write this. Oh, what if it uh, like your inner critic just starts really getting loud as you're writing this? Just notice, mm. take a deep breath, keep writing because no one's telling you to go put this on Instagram or this is gospel. This is not rigid, right? This is flexible. But if you can't even get it down, if you won't allow yourself the time to get this shit on paper, how the fuck is it going to come to life? Yeah, That's what I got to say. Como? And with your career and business goals, you might also want to add like skills, like there may be education or, f or for the training that you might need for those, Hell yeah. you know, if you're not good at money you might need some skills in money management or, you know, whatever, whatever your thing is. So just realize that, you know, when you're thinking of work goals, it may be to get extra qualifications or do some courses or something that improves your business or career prospects or yeah. outlooks um, mm. can also be inside of that. So completing some courses or further education which we have done a lot oh, this year right old, yeah yeah so we're always we're always working on that to improve yeah. you went to school this year yeah you're actually school i'm a college person. student college student at 39 
God. Yeah, and I think we live in a world now where it is much easier to get educated. You know, there's yep. a lot more flexibility. You know, when I did my uni degree, it was all in person. Now everything is online or and a mixture of. YouTube is not a degree, so please. Yeah, okay. not a degree, but it's also a great source of information or at least, re- you know, I wouldn't say research, that could be. A, no research on YouTube. Could be a, a overused said. word, but, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great yeah. place to find information that may point you in other directions. But, yeah, it's Keep learning. Th- information is more readily available than it was. So For sure. Improving yourself, the information's out there. Yeah. Okay, maybe as well, too, like you want to do a YouTube channel or you want to start a podcast or you want to get your message out there or you like baking. I think our son is going to be on Bake Squad <laughs> season four. So, Ashley, get Raven on Bake Squad. He's obsessed. Like, you know, he likes little things like that, like has nothing to do with making money, has nothing to do with a career. But maybe it's just baking for you. It was capoeira. Like mm. you love capoeira. Like this year I, I want to dance. It's always on my goals for me to go do Afro beats or samba. Just dancing. It makes me feel so good to dance and not to be the best dancer or to become a dance teacher. But just to do that for me, like a, a soul, happy heart thing you know maybe it's yoga just have a think about the things that you want to do okay the next one is a good one because hamish loves this one it's your non-negotiables for 2023 it's like (laughs) what are the things that you are not willing to do in order to achieve your goals right what are you not willing to do what are your non-negotiables what are the things you don't want to do anymore the boundaries on achieving your goals and not expenses of your happiness or your life or your freedom or your joy. For example, I'm not willing to burn out at the expense of killing it, air quotes, in my business. This is the example I give every year because people say, oh my God, Erica, you're killing it. And they have no idea that I'm dying inside. (laughs) I am actually killing myself with these goals, you know? So what is a non-negotiable for you? What's something that you're not willing to do in 2023 in order to have your best year yet? What's a non-negotiable for you, Mr. Kramer? What are you not willing to do? Hmm. Not do what I don't want to do. I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do. So this is not a question for me. (laughs) I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do. Look, I'm I'm the king of (laughs) non-negotiables. I don't do anything that I don't want to do. I think I'm just getting... You're a brat. I'm becoming a grumpy old man where I'm like, I ain't going to do that. I'm becoming my dad, I think, where I just don't want to do anything that I don't want to do. It's simple. And even if I'm halfway through something I don't want to do, I'm just going to not stop and just walk away. Don't want to do this? Nope. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm out. <laughs> okay. Well, that's Hamish. Basically, you don't give a fuck. But I do want to say... Um, oh, God. <laughs> not wanting to, you know, wanting to do what you want to do or having boundaries requires sacrifice. Mm. So please don't go along with these goals and setting up boundaries, expecting it to be easy. In fact, mm. it takes a lot more personal responsibility, personal responsibility to set up boundaries for yourself and others. And we make the distinction in our couples courses about setting boundaries. Like you said, when you're setting up boundaries, are they preferences or are they boundaries? As in, I would prefer to eat better. I would prefer to go to the workout. I would prefer you not to talk to me like that. That's not a boundary. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's saying it's negotiable. It's mm-hmm. open. I don't mind if you do, etc. Right? Boundaries is a really uh, a line in the sand where you do not cross over this. Otherwise, there will be consequences. And I, I think we do that a lot with relationship. We talk about boundaries. And what maybe is not spoken about enough is those boundaries that you put on yourself 
Mm. and the consequences you will have to suffer if you cross your own boundaries. That commitment, yeah. It's commitment and leads back to this confidence and trust in yourself and following through. And I think we need to have them because I think many of us think that we should go through life and there's not going to be sacrifice and suffering and hardship and pain if we want to go for the things that we want in life. Mm. That's just not how it works. There will be a lot. So if you're setting these things going, I want all this money and I want all this stuff, and you're not willing to put the hard work or you're not willing to be disciplined or you're not willing to go without nights out with your friends or to go without having holidays or without, if you're not willing to do those things or put those boundaries in place, then you can't expect the goals that you want. You almost don't deserve them because you haven't been willing to put in those boundaries and make those sacrifices. So that's what I would say to non-negotiables. It's not a simple, oh, I'm just telling everybody, these are my non-negotiables and that's it. You need to adhere to them. You also need to adhere to your own. In fact, you need to hold yourself more accountable than you hold other people. Peace. <laughs> Jesus. Where is it's it coming? past two o'clock and you're giving a fuego. one coffee. <laughs> okay. Last and not least, the bucket list. Now, we used to do this at McDonald's. We started doing this whole experience that we gave you in a beautiful little workbook that you can download and type into with a podcast. We used to do this at McDonald's in a notebook because half of this is from mentors we met along the way. The other half is ideas that we've created and thought about. And now we've mashed it all together to give you this beautiful process. But we want to tell you that in 2018, in 2019, not in 2020, because we were locked down. Thanks a lot, Mr. You-Know-Who. Anyway, we were locked down, so we couldn't do shit. But in 2019, 2018 and 2019, the two years where we started our business, we would take our little kids, because they were little, like one, two, three years old, and go to McDonald's in Australia. They have free Wi-Fi, and the playground is not super ghetto, but it's a little bit ghetto. And we would sit down with hash browns and coffee and do this for four hours, three, four hours on the free Wi-Fi. So when I tell you that this shit is powerful. I remember saying, I want to have a podcast. Mm -hmm. And we looked at our notebook because we didn't have a workbook like this. And in the notebook, it says, Erica, podcast. Erica, nails done every three weeks. That's right. Remember? Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to get a facial once a month. Massage every quarter. Like, I get a massage every week now. Mm. Never mind the big goals. We had them all. I swear, we go back through our, our journals and it's powerful. So if this is the first time you do this with us, save these pieces of paper and this journal, come mm. back to it December 31st. Do that little ritual or January 1st. Come back to it so you can see what you created. There's nothing more powerful. I think that's the number one thing that we have in our business, in the Queen of Confidence business, is the integrity of how I was how I am now. You can watch the entire fucking journey of how we built this company. Some of you have been here since the beginning when I did my podcast in my car and I used to do Q&A Tuesday. Like so many of my audience remember that. So it's powerful. So anyway, bucket list. So bucket list is powerful. It's not just a new year thing. You can do this throughout the year, but I'm going to give you the four things that are in the book, the questions. So when we think about bucket list, we think about amazing experiences you want to have, incredible people you want to meet, experiences, things that you want to do, where you'd like to go. Think about an experience, not just like, I want to go to Europe. It's like, what experience do you want to have? So here are the four questions in the bucket list. What or who would you like to see in 2023? Now, maybe Eckhart Tolle is coming to Melbourne in March this year. And I cannot fucking wait. We got like the best tickets in the house to go see Eckhart Tolle. And hopefully 
Is that how you say it? Tolly? Eckhart Tolle. I don't know. Hopefully I'll get to ask him. Hamish is like, maybe you could like go behind the scenes and do a like quick five minute podcast with him. Why not? It's on my dream for 2023. He'll be in Melbourne. I don't know. He can maybe give me five minutes. We're going to try. So what would you like to see? Who would you like to see in 2023? Next one, Mr. Kramer. What would you love to experience in 2023? Example, experience. I don't know. UPW? Oh, yeah. 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 We might we might go see UPW. Wouldn't mind experience a bit of T. Robbins. I love him. Yeah, we would. Um, yeah, that'd That's be, an experience. That'd be fun. So what would you love to experience in 2023? Maybe you go to a Tony Robbins UPW. Maybe you take your ass and come to one of our fucking amazing ass retreats. Mm-hmm. We got one next month in February. We still have a few tickets if you want to join us. Maybe you want to come to Australia to one of our retreats. Maybe you want to join us in a sisterhood day. Maybe you want to do one of our power couples masterclasses. Maybe you want to go to a concert. Like, I don't know. But what are the things that you want to experience this year? The next one, what would you love to learn in 2023? Mm. That is what Hamish was talking about before. What do you want to learn and expand on? If you are not growing, you are dying. Mm -hmm. That is like straight up. We need to grow. We need to learn. We need to expand. I don't know anything. I don't know shit. And I'm like continuously learning. And it shows me how much I don't know. Like what an amazing world we live in. And you're doing some learning this year. Isn't it exciting? Tell us about that. I'm I'm studying at the Inca Medicine School in Peru. Very excited about to, you know, walk that shamanic path, which I've wanted to do for many, for many years. And I've found a wonderful organization in Peru that's doing that. So yeah, I'm learning. But in addition to that, I think what's important with learning as well is we tend to like to learn the things that we'd like, Mm. or we tend to like to learn the things that, that we agree with. And I think if the last couple of years have taught us anything is that trying to also read things or learn things which are opposed to what you believe in or your opinion, I think will really help us think better. Mm. because we're very divided on on sides. We like to be over this side, left side, or you're on the right side. And I think for us to really grow as people, we need to take a moment to understand those points of view or those things that we don't agree with Mm. or believe in. It doesn't mean just because you're reading those things or learning those things that you agree with them, but I think until we can make that walk to at least try to understand those sides, we don't have a right to think because we're only seeing things from a very limited perspective. Mm-hmm. And I say that as much for us as I would say it to anybody else. So trying to find those parts of yourself where you're like, oh, I don't like that point of view. And just maybe just see a couple of books or a couple of courses that maybe talk about that thing so you can get to understand it. And what I mean is particular, one thing for me has always been, you know, I, I love spirituality and all that esoteric, wonderful stuff. Love all that breathwork, meditation, shamanic works. It's great. And I read a few books last year that was very much on the evolutionary side, as in, you know, none of that really existed, very atheist. And I just believe that we are all algorithmic evolutionary beings and there's nothing really higher or lower. And it, it was good. It was hard to read because I was like, oh, I don't agree with that stuff. But I tried to take it in mm-hmm. and try to understand. Diplomatic. And just see where they're coming from. And I, and, and it did add a level of better understanding to myself because it, it's true. There is that side of it where maybe we're just evolving beings of emotion and thoughts and 
maybe all of it's just like an evolutionary process and there's nothing more to it than that. And maybe when you die, that's it. There's nothing else. I don't know. Yeah, right. You don't believe that. I don't believe that, but it's good to read. It's good to read things or perspectives from someone that may have that view, right? And, and listen to their justifications or their arguments for that. And I think if we do more of that, I think we'll become better thinkers and we'll have better dialogue and conversations with people because we could then sit and go, okay, yeah, I can, I'm understanding where you're coming from. I don't have to believe your point of view, but I can, I understand how you've reached that place from your understanding of things. And I think that's a good thing for us. I think that's healthy. A bit of civil discourse. Yeah, I think that's healthy. Yes. Yes, I agree. Okay. What would you love to learn? That is definitely happening for me in school. My mm. psychotherapy training is blowing my mind. I I literally feel like I know nothing. And I don't say that to insult myself because I do feel very smart and I know a lot of things and I'm a smart woman and all that jazz. But I really can't say that I know anything about anything because there's so much that we don't know. So Hamish's advice, I love it. It's like, we are algorithm on Instagram. Whatever you like is going to show you more of that, yeah. right? The us against them. I, I talked already about the book last year, The Coddling of the American Mind. It is very polarizing. I'm on the left. You're on the right. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm a liberal. I'm a labor, whatever, right? You're over there. I'm over here. And the reality is it's not fucking true. We are more alike than what we believe. We are one. Our opinions and ideas are different. But if we can start to connect with other human beings and understand their mind and where they're coming from, it's going to be a lot a safer, more beautiful, connected, peaceful world that we live in. Um, much more understanding, much better place for me to raise my kids. Thank you very much. And that's not that's not yeah. easy by any It's not easy, for it's actually, sure. It's but actually we start. very difficult. It's yeah, very yeah. difficult. It's very challenging. It takes a lot of courage. It's actually easier just to go, yeah, that's that person. That's them. That's them. Yeah. And I'm this. And, and we do it. We're not going to say that we're... Yeah. For sure. You know, daily, we we have those judgmental parts of ourselves. But <clears throat> I don't, but, you but, know. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> anyway. Blooper. Just, just. <laughs> but, yeah, I think we, we, do, we I do. think if we honor that inside of us and try sure. try at least to, to get someone's opinion or perspective, it can help our own. That's, that's very Gandhi of you, Hamish. I know, because that is what I like to say. <laughs> this guy, ay, Dios mio. Clearly, we're getting to the end, uh, top of the hour. Uh, is that what they say? Top of the hour? No, that's not. That's it. the wrong thing. Anyway, I'm not from the top UK. Of the top of the morning. Top of the hour? <laughs> anyway, we're getting to the end of this, the sticky part of the end. Last one. Who would you like to meet in 2023? We have on our list, I'm going to go ahead and say some of the people, and they're people that we don't know these people, but from what we've seen, we really love what they're about. One of those people is Aubrey Marcus and his beautiful woman, Vilania. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. She's amazing and I love her and I follow them and we listen to their podcast and we love their work and we just feel really connected to what they're doing in the world and they're on our 10-year plan like, we're going to meet them. We're going to meet Preston Smiles and Alex. We're going to meet Tony Robbins. We're going to meet, who else do we have on there? Byron Katie, I already talked to on the podcast, but I want to meet her in real life. Mm-hmm. We're going to hang with Eckhart Tolle. Russell, I love Russell, Bren. He's just the best. So who do you want to meet? Who are some people that you're like, I want to meet that person. Maybe it's not going to happen this year. But if you get yourself sorted, it might happen this year. So anybody that you, you've met when you said Wim Hof, you met Wim Hof. Met Wim and that Hof. was an, one that you had. Yeah, that was a big one for me. And I, yeah, it was unexpected. Oh, that I just, was nice. Yeah, he's awesome. So I love Wim Hof. Mm. I met him. You went and saw Abraham Hicks. 
I saw Abraham Hicks, I saw Eckhart Tolle, I saw Deepak. I didn't get to meet them, but I did get to see them. It was a, who would you like to see? But even that, like, you want to see them, maybe you don't get to meet them, but going, buying tickets, being in the audience, getting around these people, surrounding yourself with, you know, maybe for you, who would you like to meet? For us, we talked about this year, we need to get better at hanging out with people. We are crabs, loners. We need friends. (laughs) We need friends, so DM me. No, don't DM me, I'm joking. Uh, (laughs) I love you. I love you so much, but my problem is my DMs, girl. Okay. But we do. We like, we don't reach out. We both grew up in such ways that are very independent. And that's not great. Again, my word of the year about asking and visibility and, and the year of asking. It's like, I can't do it all by myself. And we have a habit of like, we get into our little world together. We love being with each other. We love doing everything together. But Hamish doesn't go off with his boys for seven days in the woods. I don't go on girls trips anywhere. We love being with our kids after the pandemic. It was really hard to leave our kids. Well, I think everybody had that experience. We're like, little unit we want to stay together so for us we're like let's hang out with some couples let's go to dinners let's expand our circle and get around people that are doing what we're doing like same level and higher we want to be around that why because we want to grow so if you have been hanging out with the same group of friends who fucking bitch and complain and moan and drink wine and fucking complain about price of gas or fucking electricity and you're like oh they're so basic I'm not saying leave them, but start expanding who you want to meet. Do you want new friends? Do you want people that are doing the work? Do you want to meet a man or a woman or a partner or a a new roommate, someone in your life that you want to attract that's on the same pace as you or a little bit higher? That is something to put down there because it's really powerful. Who do you want to meet? And I think that's it. Great. Great. You're excited. Yep. Hamish is so happy to be done talking. (laughs) I like talking. Uh, okay, whatever. When I'm ready. Yes. I want to do it. We're done. So recapping real quick, what we want to say to you is it is a powerful way to start a year. If you just so happen to be listening to this podcast and it's not January 2023, that is okay. You answer those questions and you act like you're starting a new year. I talked about it in my last podcast episode. In China, their new year is in February. In Bangkok, in Thailand, their new year is in April. Okay. So we decided New Year's in January, but you could decide whenever you want to create these rituals, to decide who you want to be, to set your goals, to end and recap what's finished, what's done, so that you can actually create and have what you want. You can do this whenever you want in the year. It's just super fucking powerful to do it in January. 100%. 100%. 100%. Okay, so with that, we are wrapping up our first podcast for 2023. Hamish. Thank you so much for listening. Always a pleasure. For being here, not for listening. <laughs> for listening to my bullshit. Thank you for being in my life. I love you, you sexy ass Sri Lankan man. I love you. Can you say that again into the microphone louder? I love you too. Oh, that's how it feels, ladies. Yes, it does. Um, anyway, all right, we love you. Please let us know how you go with this. Again, you can download this free workbook with the link in the show notes. Hit me up. Hit me up. Support at thequeenofconfidence.com. Hit me in my DMs. I do love to hear from you. Tag us. Me, Erica, you know me, the Queen of Confidence, and the Hamish Kramer, Hamish Kramer on Instagram, because we'd love to know how this podcast helped you. Whatever you do, just make sure that you make time for yourself to start to complete the last year and to intentionally create what you want in the year to come, because baby, you can have it all if you work for it. That's all I'm saying. All right. Have a beautiful week and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.
Thank you so much for listening. I freaking love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears and your energy and your attention. Thank you for letting me into your world. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast. There are so many podcasts you can listen to. And I deeply, deeply, for real, for real, appreciate you listening to mine. Do me one big favor, one big thing. Please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs to hear this. This is my mission on planet Earth to serve as many women as possible so that we could show up, stand up, speak up, and create the confidence and the life that we desire. I appreciate you, my love. I will see you on the next episode. 